Spanish lovers, welcome to Spanish We Do, the podcast, a show about anything that can be done in Spanish, which is mostly everything. For instance, cry. Yeah, crying. It's a thing. Look for the hashtag CriesInSpanish on Twitter. You'll find things like this. Where's the tweet where I said I had two days of being ignored? Well, make that three. Hashtag cries in Spanish. Hashtag but louder. You can find us on Twitter too as Guess Spanish We Do. This is episode three, the last installment of a broad approach we took about the current state of the Spanish language in the US. And for that, I had a conversation with Alicia Civita, who's seen it all happen firsthand over 25 years as a journalist from Venezuela who landed in Miami in 1994 and from there has moved all over the place from Miami to New York City and Washington, D.C., from hard news with Reuters and the Wall Street Journal to People magazine, Mamas Latinas, and currently as an entertainment correspondent for EFE, the largest Spanish news agency in the world. If you want to reach her, you'll find Alicia Civita on Twitter and everywhere else. There will be links in the description of the show and most likely wherever you'll find this podcast. Part one of this three-part series was a look at how Spanish has evolved inside the U.S. for the last 25 years. Part two was a look in particular at how Spanish is being approached and used in show business. It was extremely revealing, I must say. And now in part three, we'll have a look at the language itself, meaning past and current use of Spanglish, the mixture of Spanish and English, the evolution of that into something we can call the switch, the appearance of the term Latinx, and we'll also talk about a bat. Yes, not a baseball bat, but a bat, the animal. In Spanish, it's murciélago or murciélago, if you want to say it as they pronounce it in Spain, and how that murciélago will reveal to us something very, very important about the evolution of the Spanish language and languages in general, actually. So here it is, part three of this great conversation with Alicia Civita. Spanish, academically, it's seen as the bastardation of the Spanish. Uh, the bastardation, you, you said? Yeah, you it, mean... That sounds so very strong. It is. It's like yeah. when you say, vacuna la carpeta. Right. That is, that doesn't exist. Or vacuum the carpet, which is, vacuum yeah, the carpet, Spanish. Right. And in Spanish will be, aspira la alfombra. Right. Uh, or the, the, the weirdest one I heard, uh, they took the car, they llevaron el carro al yonke. I could not figure it out. What was it? It was the yonkyard. All right. You reminded me of one I did once, yeah, maybe three years ago, a police interrogation. And the person kept saying in Spanish, like, la puerta está laqueada. And I say, what, what's laqueada? Because laqueada is like, yeah, it's like painted Lacker. somehow for protection. Lacker. That's what yeah, it sounds Lacker. like. But now it was locked. Locked, yeah. La I found it. I found out that it, it took like oh, hours. Atrás. Yeah. Yeah. Call you back, which yeah. in a translator is, I'll call you backwards. 
Yeah, I hear many many of those when I watch Caso Cerrado. Whoa. But, Which okay, love, so, but that way. is, sure. um, that's what it used to be Spanish. Yeah. Of course, it evolved. Uh, but in reality, um, there is this phenomenon that uh, I think is wider now because there are more people speaking Spanish uh, openly on the street that it's when you switch from one language to the other, which academically they call the switch, but it is going to be, no, it, it's known as Spanish. I mean, you, it's going to get it rolled into Spanish, yeah. but it's getting rolled but into it, Spanish, which is... What's the definition of that? Yeah. When you accessed the most used or the easiest term in either language, uh, for instance, I was running like, entonces, El autobús llegó super super early, and of course it's more filo, pero bueno, que voy a hacer yo. <laughs> Everything is the right term. I'm not. Yeah. We're not destroying anything. We're not changing anything. We're just mixing, just switching from one language to the other, depending on the access you have in your brain, and also what's more used. You know what? Where, because- where I see a lot in my own conversations. Now that you say it. In in chats, chats when I when I'm chatting with people who I know speak both English and Spanish, we just switch back and forth because of that the, the convenience of the term. Exactly, uh, but yeah, but it's also now in your everyday life when you're going, to, then it's you don't even realize you're doing it. It's not a, even a convenience; it's an access in your brain. Yeah, it's the word maybe you use more or the shorter one, or because English is a lot more practical term. Yeah. Uh, I mean, language, and it has a lot of more vocabulary. Then you just go from one another, whatever works better, I would say. So you can say, or if you don't know, or if you're talking to, if you know that you say in your country in a specific way, but maybe not everybody else uses it. Right. Like, because in the, when you, when you get to outside your country and you go to a place where there's a lot of, Spanish-speaking people from different places, then you stop being, let's say in my case, Venezuelan. You become a Latino because you get into a bigger community. It's when you really understand what it is to be Latin American or Hispanic or... Because when you're in your country, you are from your country. You're Venezuelan, Peruvian, Argentinian, Spaniard, whatever it is that you are. So uh, let's say I'm in a group. We have friends from Puerto Rico, from Mexico, from Peru, from Argentina, so I'm not gonna say pasame las cotufas, which is how in Venezuela you say papa. Very Venezuelan, so very. But in Venezuelan. every country, you see it, you say it differently. Yeah. So you said, vamos a comprar el popcorn. <laughs> yeah, I, I love uh, pochoclos from Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> I really yeah, like that because food. the one I like is the weirdest one. That's the one I like the most. Well, but have you heard canchitas in Peru? I think I have, but they're the, aren't they a different thing? No. Exactly no, the same thing. Claro, las canchitas son el maíz, the corn, the corn seed, fried, but it hasn't become the. Yeah, n- never tried them though. Never tried yeah, them. No, they're really yeah. good. But um, somehow Argentinians, I don't know, they, they have a knack for coming up with weird words, which they are not weird. But I mean, for like the the face mask for the COVID thing, everyone uses like mascarilla, kind of like little mask, or tapaboca, like mouth covering, or, but they say barbijo. Where did you get that word from? So I went and looked into it. Bar, bar, it comes from barba, which is like 
like the beard, the beard. and from queijo, which in Latin meant your uh, lower jaw, which is in Portuguese and in Galician, it's queijo for that, for lower jaw, mandibula. So it, I think it was originally barbarijo or something like that, and it turned into barbijo. But it exists. For Argentinian. Yes, it does. But it, it's, it's a proper Spanish word. It is, it is. Although it is signaled by the Royal Academy of the Spanish Language as used in Argentina, and I think it was Argentina and Bolivia, I think, or maybe Paraguay. But no, but in, in, honestly, choc, choclo comes from choclo, which is corn, and yeah. it's a Mapuche word. word. <laughs> Whatever. Entonces. And pochoclera, um, which is the popcorn maker. The machine, the, right. The popcorn. That's right. Okay. okay. Entonces, porque I'm going to speak in the Miami accent. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yes, that is the, I mean, Spanglish, uh, the switch. Now, you were asking about Latinx. Yes, um, because I've heard that recently from you, actually, and I, I could not define it. Well, no, Latinx is Latinos, but um, with all these um, experiments, uh, which with language, which is, I think it's a, it's a symbol of society, also a reflection of society. It's used like maybe in the rest of the Spanish world, they're picking the E, la, yeah. la E, yeah. to uh, try to eliminate the masculine from the plural. Yeah. Um, for the Latinos, they pick the X. So when you say the Latinx community, it would be in accepted proper Spanish, which uh, la comunidad latina. Okay. Or but you mean that in the term more progressive Latinx? language, you could say les latines. That's like the progressive language right. is trying to put the E. But in the United States, the Latinos, which they pick the E, the X, sorry, and it works in English and Spanish. Yeah. So you they're substituting the O of the plural with the X to include, I mean, first of all, to, to remove the the masculine, ma, the machis, the macho masculine, I mean, mas, plural masculine, yeah. but also to include all kinds of genders. Good. Another gender subject to go into. Um, and it, it's sticking. I mean, it, it, it's 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 sticking. More and more uh, uh, people say the Latinx community. Do, do you have a clear idea about that? Do you see it like in in a particular generation, in a particular a geographical area? Culture. Yeah. Yeah. And, and both coasts, maybe yeah. or yeah. So it's like a generalized thing. Yeah, it's picking. Like I said, it's sticking. Do you have any idea if it's happening outside of the U.S.? No, I haven't seen it. That would be something interesting to look into. Okay, so we will. But there is a lot of yeah. people that are opposed to it also. They say it sounds weird, that's ridiculous, blah, 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 blah. Well, but uh, I don't think that they're going to win this one. I think it's going to be Latinx. <laughs> no one is going to win against the evolution and transformation of culture. No one. Oh, and I and actually, oh, I, I, I think I got myself sort of vaccinated against it or cured or some or something everyone's at risk of course we are blind to some spots in, in, unavoidably but when i found out okay we have the word for bat in spanish es murciégalo 
Murciélago. Right? Murciélago, sorry, but that's my point. Oh, I jumped ahead. Okay, you have murciélago. But the original word for, for that was murciégalo, which is a blind bat. Murciégalo, like ciego, ciego, I mean, I'm sure you did in, in Spanish from Spain now. Ciego, sorry, I'm not mean to mark. I'm just saying the C. Uh, murciégalo was the original word. And at some point, people started saying it wrong. They started switching the syllables and said murciélago. And oh, that is the, originally wrong. That's the beauty so, of language. It's a light thing. So that's how it is. So, so anyway, anyway, that's that's my point. And I want I want a t-shirt. Uh, I'll send you one if I print it. That it's going to say murciégalo, which was the original word. And then people will ask. It, it would be a great uh, conversation starter, I think. Okay, uh, Alicia, Alicia Civita. Okay, evidently, I think you are, your career is unbelievable and it's taking, a, I think, a new turn. Well, a new turn. No, I think you're, let, tell me if you're right, if I'm right, you are in the showbiz uh, realm and, and growing. So uh, where do you see yourself going now? You think your interest it will, will stay into showbiz yeah. for the no, for the uh, next few months years forever i don't see myself um leaving it because in um professionally i think that um i i have a passion for telling stories and um i think that uh the 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 entertainment industry is at the vanguard of all social changes and I think it's, um, I, I think the entertainment journalist is very maligned, is considered like a lower kind of journalism. And, uh, and I think it's hurt uh, people in general, I mean, society in general. When you think about entertainment journalism, you think of the gossip, el chisme, and all the amarillismo, all the you know, national empire um, kind of uh, things. Uh, and it's really a disservice to the people who influence the most are particularly younger people. I think, uh, and I like, I like to, 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 to tell their stories and I like to also see the movements in the industry uh, from every point of view, political, economical, social, cultural. But also in the personal point of view, I become a better person and a more focused person from hanging out with the artists and particularly successful artists because these are people the people that I have the incredible privilege to talk to are people at the top of their careers and I think they should have the same respect as anybody at the top of their careers because they have the same uh, characteristics they're focused they're very smart they're incredibly disciplined they're ethical and they know how to, to work in teams because nobody makes themselves alone. Yeah. And when you're an artist, you need a community. Uh, and even the ones who are starting, I mean, just whoever gets to talk to me <laughs> to get to get in my radar, they already have to, have, to, are, to, to be very focused and very uh, determined. And that enriches my life. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I really love what I what I do. 
spectacular. Congratulations and thank you for, for, for also giving us part of your time. Just a question. Obviously, you would be, I think, well, you are to us, uh, a fantastic cultural advisor, I think, undoubtedly. I mean, if whenever you have the time for us, we'd be very happy for that. Would you be willing to, to help anyone who wanted to reach you in that way? Yes? Of course. I mean, in also, I... I've never worked for one specific country. Uh, that is something that um, I think enriched my perspective. Uh, from the beginning, my after my first two internships, I've always worked uh, writing and producing content for the overall Spanish language world or the English language Latino world. So I I think that I... I mean, if anybody needs help with that, I'm more than happy to. How, how can people reach you? Uh, social media, Alicia Civita. <laughs> right, Alicia, I think it's 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 evident how to spell it. Uh, how how do you spell Civita? Alicia is like Alicia, L A. No, it's not. It's not evident. No. It's not. No. You no. should know. Go for it. it. Be, I've seen. But to pronounce Alicia, like you pronounce it in Spanish, A-L-Y-S-I-A. So All right. It's uh, A-L-I-C-I-A-C-I-V-I-T-A. And uh, se acabó. That's a wrap. That was the launch of Spanish We Do, the third episode in this three-part series we used to launch this podcast. Insights galore, I must tell you, if you have not checked the first two, then go for it. Well, look at the description and maybe you'll find if it's useful or interesting to you. The future of this podcast includes a look at the different types of Spanish that exist, why calling Castilian, the Spanish spoken in Spain, is extremely risky. And you know who found out about it? The Oscars. Yeah, the Academy Awards. And we'll dive into cultural differences beyond the language between the Spanish-speaking countries of the world. And if you want to reach us, you'll find us at SpanishWeDo.com or just say hello on Twitter or wherever you'll find us. Search for Spanish We Do and we'll be there. My name is Jose R. Y nos vemos pronto. Adios. <laughs>